0: We wrap up our month of protection magic with a chat about sigils and how to make one. Today is a big visual episode, so make sure you're checking out our YouTube for the full video. Don't miss it. Light from Lantern presents
1: Knit
0: a Spell. I'm magical maker, Katie
1: Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine.
0: Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting
1: and the craft. Well, we're talking about sigils. So what is a sigil? That's the big question.
0: It is a symbolic representation of an energy, word, intention statement that when activated, helps manifest the energy, word, or intention statement that it represents.
1: I think the important thing to know about sigils from a magical perspective, like that's the the logical definition. Why sigils? Like I could write out a statement of intent. Like what's a statement of intent? Bring my lover to me. That would be a common love spell. A sigil would perhaps remove all the repetitive letters, reduce the sentence down to the essential letters. Um, Perhaps it would remove the vowels or remove the consonants or do something to make the sentence not be readable and then place the letters on top of each other in some way that you would have a single symbol of that sentence or of the intent of that sentence without being able to actually read it. There's several reasons to do a sigil. One is prying eyes won't know what you're actually up to. So it Concentrates the energy, the idea of concentrating the energy of bring my lover to me into one singular symbol. Mm. Ooh, that feels really powerful. Another is you yourself are letting go of attachment. You're letting go of that lust for results. So I don't know if we've talked about this in the past, but one of the things that really messes up our magic or our spell work is when we have a lust for results. Mm. So if I am more interested in getting the result of something and less interested in the learning or the blocking or of understanding what's standing in my way or the process that is involved, I'm going to have a hard time achieving what I want in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the challenges that can occur is, I just want the red Porsche. And I'm not really interested in, wait a minute, why do you want a red Porsche in particular? And why that? And are you so intently focused on a red Porsche that you're missing out on the on the offer for a blue Lamborghini and a, there you um, go an orange, uh, you know, Ferrari, and all these- Something even better
0: you can't even imagine, yep.
1: Or or all these other opportunities that may be showing up that the red Porsche represents, but is Mm. just as good or better.
0: So what types of sigils are there?
1: Sigils can show up, like we can create a bunch of different types of sigils. Mm -hmm. So I know we did a bunch of research on this, so I'll say one and then you can say one. There's an intention sigil. Oh, so yes. I have a, a sigil that's created to help me manifest a desired outcome or energy. So let's say that I want to create prosperity or mm. I want to be better at gratitude. Um, or this is a sigil to, you know, have a good job interview or improve my health or well-being. So I could create a sigil around a particular intention. That's the sigil that I'm probably most familiar with.
0: Yes, definitely. Again, if you're on the social medias, this is likely what you're going to see out there. Intention sigils. Uh, Just remember, just because you put it down there doesn't mean the work is done. You you still have to do stuff. (laughs) You
1: have to work the earth plane, we say.
0: Indeed, yes. Yeah. Uh, Another type is a correspondence sigil, which I really appreciate this one. Um, So it's to connect to an energy of something that may not actually be like physically present um, or is more of an energetic signature of that thing. So for example, if you wanted to embody the energy of like one of the zodiac signs um, or an herb you don't have access to or that isn't friendly to play with, uh, this is a great way to embrace the energy instead.
1: Right, you might wear a correspondence sigil on your body or something mm. to bring that energy to you. That's right. Yep. You can have a name sigil. Um. So we'll talk about that in, in a second, where you are creating a name with letters or runes. You could bring a person or a spiritual entity, but it's also a way to bring your own power to bear. So mm. if you wanted to have your own name on yourself as a symbolic. Um, power to your own name or your magical name. A lot of people have magical names mm. that they don't want to reveal to the public. And so they might make a bind rune or a name sigil of their own magical name and wear it as an amulet. It's similar to a correspondence sigil in that it's their name and it's sort of a, a source of power for that name. Mm. And they might wear that around their neck, you know, um emblazoned on a, piece of wood or something like that, um, you could do it for uh, even a, a geographic location or for anything. You could have mm. a, a name in that way.
0: I know there's a uh, linking sigils, which is specifically created to form a link between one thing or place and another. So uh, any sigil that already exists links itself to an entity or an intention that it represents, but if you were to create a sigil specifically linking to one item person or another uh, that would even amplify the link
1: yeah i had never heard of that one or the combination sigil which is related to a linking Mm -hmm. sigil where you combine two sigils for multiple purposes and put them on top of each other kind of linking those two ideas together um so those are two that i hadn't uh, actually thought of but those are really cool ideas so have you created sigils before katie uh yes in
0: fact it's on the very bag you have from knit a spell oh remember yes. i made up one yeah that's
1: right you can purchase a knit a spell bag
0: still available at makersmercantile.com if you're interested
1: it's really a bag for anything yeah your magical big, stuff really. mm-hmm. your magical stuff your making stuff or your magical making stuff and on the bag is a sigil and what does that sigil represent
0: So the sigil being on that particular bag was to help the person who, whatever was in there that they were working on, uh, they would know if something was going awry or maybe they got off track a little bit and something would sort of trigger that they'd be like, wait a minute, maybe I'm just going to take another quick look at this real fast. And the object there is to sort of catch it before you get too far beyond it where you sort of uh ignored like your knit tuition is what i would call it but really your craft tuition so that sigil i did make which was a lot of fun
1: enhancing your craft tuition that's right I love it. Yeah. how about you oh yes we're big on sigils we've done sigils i've done sigils personally where i've created something called a bind rune so mm-hmm. i've used runes for a long time in my life runes are uh ancient norse or anglo-saxon Um, like the origins of the English language are come from runes. Um, And I've used uh, runes as a source of power for someone's name. So that's where you take someone's name in runes, and then combine the runes together into one symbol as a source of power. So that is something that I've done for people. When I went to Burning Man, I would paint on, I would do body painting of someone's name in a bind rune on their body, which is a really powerful, experience.
0: Oh, especially you can, there.
1: Yeah, it's a really cool thing. And then I've also created uh, bind runes where you've uh taken the meaning of the runes and then combined them into a power symbol. So let's say you wanted rebirth and you wanted power and you wanted uh like female energy, you might take three runes together that symbolize those three things and you would combine them into one rune that would that would bring those three energies together. And then that would be a symbol that you could then either um, burn into a little piece of wood and wear it as an amulet, or you could put it on a piece of paper and fold it up and put it in your wallet, or you could carry it with you in in a myriad different ways. So Mm. those are ways to use runes. And then the other way we've used sigils is in a process that was taught to us by uh, Laura Tempa Zakroff. Laura Tempest-Zachroff is the author of a book called Sigil Witchery, published by Llewellyn, shown here. Um, She is a friend of mine. She used to be uh, my neighbor, and she's absolutely amazing. Her book on Sigil Witchery has a whole process. First of all, it has amazing symbols and ideas for creating sigils. It's really the go-to book Hmm. for this type of Making of sigils. And she also, and we'll put this link in the show notes, but she has a whole process for making runes. And so we've used her process for making sigils. And behind me, this is one of the sigils that we've made. We had a whole a more elaborate process of making it.
0: Wow, we that looks like it was set aflame, Jim.
1: <laughs> yeah, our process was similar to Tempest. And we'll share this in the show notes, but there is this blog post that Tempest has where she creates Mm. the sigil. So in this example, it's the PPP sigil, which is the post-pandemic prosperity or economic financial stability, where you brainstorm what are the things you want post-pandemic prosperity so she brainstorms protection for regrowth support recovery and then for each of these things that she's brainstorming she has different symbols of what that symbol might be and then from that brainstorming puts them together in different ways and this is many a few iterations and so she eventually comes up with this really cool looking sigil and she kind of walks through how she built that with the group of people or by herself and eventually she comes up with this sigil, which is her post-pandemic prosperity sigil. Isn't that beautiful? That's her process of creating a sigil. And she teaches this process and she goes through it in the book as well. So this is the process that we went through with our coven. We did the exact same thing. So we had Ooh. a piece of paper, and we went through all the things that we wanted, and had several iterations of, you know, ideas of what to create, and then we, um, what were we going to do with this symbol that we created? So we created a symbol, and we drew it on the back of this piece of, of cedar, and then we decided to take self-igniting incense. And we drew, we poured out very carefully the sigil with self-igniting incense on the cedar plank and then lit it on fire. (laughs) I bet it smelled good. (laughs) So it smelled good. It was magical incense and it burned the sigil into the cedar plank. And then this is the end result. What was the sigil about? I have no idea. (laughs) So one one of the magical things about a sigil is you don't really remember if you do it right. I mean, Laura Tempest Zacroff remembers because she wrote it down, but it's okay to forget what that sigil's for mm. because it's in your unconscious and then you release it to the universe and what that sigil is for then becomes manifest. And part of the power is you let go of the lust for results and you allow the, the spell to work.
0: Hmm. Yes. It's, uh, that having faith thing. <laughs> like if you're doing your magic, it it's only really going to work if you think it's actually going to work mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah.
1: You have faith in yourself. You have faith in the magic You have faith in the, in the universe. So I hope that's inspiring. You can imagine if you're not watching the YouTube for that portion, imagine a charred, a sigil burned into a cedar plank, which is the same thing you would cooks like that you would char salmon salmon. on yeah Yeah, that's what that is
0: (laughs) oh my gosh imagine making a sigil on there and then having it be for like you know amazing foods or whatever and then actually cooking a salmon or something on top of that that would even be oh so fun so many ideas jim i never even considered making the um making each word into a symbol and then combining that into the sigil so yeah that's so fun well, we're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to take a stab at creating our own sigils, uh, just, you know, off the cuff. While you're
1: listening to this podcast. Indeed. So what do people need to grab while we're on the break? A piece yes. of paper and do a pen a marker?
0: The, all of those things, paper, pencil at least, marker perhaps, yes, do, do the things.
1: Follow right along and you can make a sigil with us.
0: That's right, go grab your things and we'll meet right back here very shortly. Hey, Knittaspel listeners, are you looking for a magical accessory to add to your making or magical toolkits? Well, guess what? We have the perfect merchandise for you from your favorite podcast. The front of each bag includes our logo so that you can tell everyone that you're a fan of the best podcast that includes magic and making in the entire world that I'm currently aware of. If you're a maker, you'll especially love the magical sigil I've put on the back of the large drawstring bag, which will help you notice any mistakes in your project sooner than you might expect. The back of the smaller zip bag has inspiring notions to help get your creative juices flowing, and is made from a sturdy fabric to have Sharp things like scissors, needles, and more. Both of our Nitispel bags are available exclusively at makersmercantile.com.
1: Have you ever wanted to be a professional palm reader or add palm reading to your existing practice? Coming this summer, I will be taking applications for my six-month online group apprenticeship program, the Divine Hand Mastership Program. I will have a limited number of individuals that will have the opportunity to study the Divine Hand method of palmistry with me. You can sign up to learn more about this exclusive opportunity at thedivinehand.com forward slash mastership.
0: Exciting news, listeners. Knit a Spell is coming to Patreon this summer. Our fan club will help you gain access to... Advance notice to our monthly topics and guests, episode outtakes, voter power for future guests and episode topics,
1: private community to connect with other fans. That's my favorite.
0: Exclusive giveaways and promotions. And coming soon, we will be adding a special segment to Knit a Spell, which will be a Q&A segment with your questions. Patreon members will be exclusively answered for their questions. So we hope you'll join us. Join us. And you'll be doing this all while supporting one of your favorite podcasts, wrapped up There's in no. our gratitude. To learn more, sign up for our newsletter at com. And we're back. I hope you have all of your supplies because jim and i are ready to draft our sigils with you all right jim it's a sigil for protection remember
1: (laughs) okay i'm ready you lead us through so what's the first step in creating a sigil
0: okay well first of all you probably should have some sort of intent (laughs) why are you making this what do you want to happen um so for me I was thinking, since this is a protection related thing, um, I have had the idea to do a little embroidery sigil for protection that I'd like to put on a tarot bag that I have. So I'm going to be making one based around uh, digitalis, which is foxgloves, for those who don't know, uh, which is a plant that is just springing up around here. Beautiful flowers, super toxic, but, um, but very beautiful and great for protection correspondences. So.
1: related to the heart
0: indeed yes it's actually used for heart medication which is ironic that it'll also kill you dead
1: only in the wrong dosage
0: the type of sigil i guess i'm making would be the correspondence since it's something i'm working with the energy of digitalis but not actually working with the plant physically and then the method i'm going to use is the magic square it's a, a three by three square uh, filled with numbers that don't repeat. And in this case, they all add up, no matter which direction you go, to the number 15, which is a correspondence for Saturn, which also happens to be a very, like, I would say friendly correspondence with digitalis.
1: I am going to use the runes and create a protective uh, bind rune with three Ooh. runes that I'm going to put together, maybe three, um, that are all going to be protective in their meaning. Ooh. So... I'm gonna do that.
0: All right, very good. Uh, For those of you watching, I'm going to move my camera so that you can actually watch me flesh out uh, the whole process.
1: And I'll show you mine before and after. All right, so for
0: mine, I've already got my magic square all together here. So I'm going to start with the word digitalis for mine. Then I'm gonna cross off any vowels or repeats. Then you have to see which number this corresponds to from one to nine based on the alphabet. You basically turn the numbers into letters, no, nope, letters into numbers, and then that's what you use to create your design over here on the magic square. Four, seven, three, and one are what is going to create the shape of my sigil. I will start on four. And to start, I'm just gonna put a little circle to open it up and then i have to draw a line over to the seven but maybe i want to make it fun and then over to the three and then one and then i put a line to actually stop the energy there so at this point it's not like a super exciting (laughs) so it's more of a squiggle than a sigil so i'll use this box where i've drawn the numbers in yellow so they're harder to see but easier to see the design and i'll kind of do some more variations on top of that until i find the one i like right so this is my end sigil sort of looks like a little flower plant almost ready to show off finished products yes all right so i'll show mine again since everyone was already seen it so this is my finished product here
1: yeah your sigils are so elegant and there's a simplicity it also kind of has a mid-century look to it
0: i know right yeah it looks i don't know like a chair or something all right Ooh, I love this. Oh, Jan, it's so, beautiful.
1: So this is a combination. This is my process here on this page.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. So tell me about the process.
1: So here are the five, I used five runes oh. and was practicing putting them all together in different ways. You know, this is about protection. So the first is to protect my wealth. So this is Fehu, which is the first rune, this rune. And so you can kind of see that rune is embedded in, mm, mm-hmm. you know, in there. And then I wanted Thorn. That is, you know, wealth and the castle. And mm. and then there's Thurisaz, which is the thorn. It's disruptive forces, so it's protective, like the thorn, but it's oh. also the thorn of awakening it's constructive conflict it's the male energy and so that looks like this Mm. and so you can see that that is also in there
0: oh yeah
1: so we did that with the other runes as well so Mm. all five of them are inside and it's a
0: linear uh sigil yeah so i've often seen like a circular radial yeah there can be
1: other you can use different alphabets Mm. to create sure different. And then around the edge, I could embellish it with intention around the edge or decorate mm. this and, you know, use this in different ways. So,
0: yeah. Oh, really cool.
1: That's where I am so far.
0: Well, gosh, uh, if anyone has followed along with us and has created their own sigil, we'd love to see it. You know, you could drop us an email, knit a spell podcast at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, knit a and drop us a line there or you can just tag us in one of your Instagram posts and we'll see that too. So That
1: would be great. Tag us in an Instagram post and show it off that you're doing magic. That would be so fun. Drop That's us a right. DM at knit a Spell on right. IG.
0: Do we want to do a quick card poll before we get Let's out of here? Let's do it.
1: Since I was doing bind runes, shall we pull a rune, a card, yes. from the Cosmic Whisper? I think rune that's appropriate. Deck. All right. So, what's the question?
0: How would creating a sigil for protection serve us this week?
1: This is the rune. <laughs> I, know,
0: I cannot make already. this up.
1: <laughs> I was not looking when I pulled this card, but Algiz read what Algis says at the bottom protection <laughs> sometimes the runes just tell you oh i no. love it
0: when they're not uh, they're yeah just very direct don't very be around direct. the bush yeah you know I mean?
1: <laughs> so this is what it is is you know you just get the rune that is protection how will creating a sigil for protection serve you it will protect by you. protecting you <laughs> it will actually protect you duh
0: uh, so if you make one, it will actually work. It'll work. Yes. <laughs> we were literally just talking about the beginning. There you go.
1: Yeah. So I'll read a little bit. Um, because the booklet,
0: mm, yeah, it's got good stuff.
1: The meaning of this is the elk. Um, mm. and it's the elk or protection. So mm. power within higher self defense sanctuary, safe refuge, opportunity to grow safety spirituality the divine plan awakening divinity divine communication these are all things that are associated with this rune mm. um, it's a representation of the Norse god hemdall the god of the crossroads guardian of the entrances with one hand the fingers parted and the elk horns on the other the parted fingers symbolize protection against evil while the horns are the symbolic are the symbol of protection and ownership. While Algas means protection and defense, another name for this rune is Elhaz, one that translates to elk or stag. Algas is very commonly carved in the shields and weapons of warriors as a mark of protection from any harm. Pretty cool.
0: Spot on, I'd say. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, I love it when they just give direct messages. It makes me feel like spirit is listening and taking my preferences into effect to just be direct. Yep.
1: <laughs> if you're fascinated by this art deco, uh, runic deck. This is the Cosmic Whisper rune deck that you can find from Kokarina mm. online. And we'll put a link in show notes.
0: Indeed. Yes, it's beauty. Good one to add to your collection for sure. It has a lot to say as we have seen. All right, Jim. Well, until next week, appreciate all your input this week.
1: And thanks for putting together this making episode of Making a Sigil Live.
0: Yeah, we'll have to do uh, more little demos. If you enjoyed it, let us know. We'll do more. Until next week. Goodbye. Ciao. Thanks for listening. listening. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend, leaving a review on iTunes and Spotify, or following Knit a Spell on Instagram.
1: You can also subscribe to the Light From Lantern YouTube channel to enjoy full episodes of Knit a Spell and see our happy faces.
0: You can also learn more about ratings, classes, and events going on with your favorite maker of magic, James Divine, by visiting thedivinehand.com and subscribing to his newsletter. Then follow Jim's fun and interactive Instagram account at divinehandjim.
1: Keep up with Katie, the magical maker, by subscribing to her newsletter at lightfromlantern.com. You'll even receive a free knitting pattern as a thank you gift. Then follow Katie on Instagram at lightfromlantern for even more magical making tips. See you next next week. week.